0: Welcome to another episode of the DC Comics Chronicles. As always, I'm your host Adam, and with me is my co-host Donnie. Donnie, how's it going?
1: Hey, what's up, comic book fans? It's the man whose ring runs on fanboy energy, the podcasting machine, the big nerd in green. It's the Emerald Enthusiast here with a special guest.
0: Yes, we have we have a very special guest today. So you you set up the interview, so I'll let you do your wrestling style introductions because I know you always wanted to be Howard Finkel. So take it away. <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and beings of the omniverse, please welcome glad award-winning writer, artist. He is best known for his Iceman title, but he has worked for Image and Marvel and DC. Please welcome Sina Grace. I wish I had an intro song like da na 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 na. Yeah, we should have got one. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. It's it's a pleasure for us to uh, to have you on and to be able to talk to you, so thanks all for uh, giving us some of your time. Uh, to yeah,
2: I mean, you. look, we're doing this is what I do, and this is what I was doing before I even hopped on was just talking comics and talking trash with friends. So, awesome. uh, you're just allowing me to say, like, it's like if, if I if I have a drink right now, that drink is a write off.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, Donnie, we've got some questions for our guest of honor, so why don't you uh, start us off?
2: Actually, I,
1: didn't we say you're going to start them off?
0: Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. yeah, here we go. yeah. I'm already messing up the order of things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to get us started, what are your earliest comic book memories, and what was the moment that you knew you wanted to be a professional creator?
2: The The sucky thing about answering this question now is, like, I'm calling my age out. I, <laughs> I grew up when comic books were still in grocery stores at Spinner Racks, and so... Uh, my earliest memories were grabbing um, like a detective comics annual mm-hmm. that's uh, Sam Keith did the cover of like, it, it's like uh, the Joker's like tearing away at Batman's like uh chest plate. Um, I think that was 1991 mm-hmm. and, and some like Ninja turtle movie adaptation comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were my earliest memories. And then I grew up next to a comic store called Heidi ho comics uh which i later worked at in high school um and i would that's
1: cool yeah
2: i would go in there and then uh and i and i loved it except they had movie posters and uh on display for like a short period was like the child's play movie poster and i was terrified of chucky so there's like (laughs) there's like a gap in my collection and my memory where i wouldn't buy comics i would just buy trading cards which Mm -hmm. actually professionally is amazing because those trading cards give you access to all these characters you would not necessarily know about. And then suddenly you're like, okay, this is this is their power, this is their origin, and like a few quick factoids. Like, and and so that that sort of helped me in terms of just, you know, really getting into like these like random B characters um and 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 building a love for them that, you know, may not happen when you're just watching the movies and the cartoons. Mm. Uh, And then but, like, you know, all through that, I I I kind of developed, like, a love to, like, a desire to make comics, and I was a big fan of the Generation X comic uh, when it first came out, so I would draw my friends as, like, Generation X characters. They're not good drawings, but um, it just, it, it was just always organic and uh, never once challenged as, like, you can't do that, so I just kept going, but as early as fifth grade. It's in my school yearbook. I, I like, it's so, I, I like that that it's there. You know, there's proof, there's evidence that as my dream job, I said comic book illustrator. So uh, I did it little me. <laughs> awesome!
0: <That's> awesome. awesome. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, that's a great story. Cool. All right, Ready, take it away.
1: Yes, sir. So you have worked for Image and Marvel in DC. What kind of thoughts go through your head when you realize you've been a part of, you've been so influential in so many different parts of pop culture. What goes through your mind when you see your body of work?
2: Well, also don't forget my my buddies at Boom Studios and IDW. I love them too. Sorry, sure, like sure. it's like I love everybody. But you know, here's the thing: it, it's kind of a like. All right, you're making cookies, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you make a bad batch of cookies. Sometimes people don't want those cookies sometimes you are making cookies that people want at that moment or you know some celebrity is like i love these cookies and then the cookies take off you don't know when you're making the cookies if the cookies are going to turn out great and if people are going to like them and so i don't i never it it, it it's almost like and it, maybe it's because of just my my experience like you know coming up as like I, I I was an intern at Top Cow in high school and I worked at a comic store and I, you know, self-published and kind of had to climb and learn. And, uh, and then I, I was a comic book editor for, for Robert Kirkman and The Walking Dead and over there. And I, and maybe it's just from witnessing so many different angles of this, of this dream of this pursuit that I don't know. I just don't, you, you can't, you can't think about that stuff, or at least I don't, because I think, I, I I think what I absorbed in that experience is that it might be like a fool's errand to go down that okay. rabbit hole. And, and you don't know. You just don't know because something might be really cool right now. And then in three years, no one cares. You know, I think, especially with Iceman, every time it would come out, people would kind of just say some cruddy stuff. And then six months later... The right people would find the book, and then you know, luckily, pick up what I was putting down and say some cool things. So you just never know. And 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 I guess at the end of the day, I just think about like going back to how I felt when I was, uh, you know, in middle school and high school, and I'd go to the comic store, and I was so excited for like uh, Danger Girl and Crimson yeah. and Battle Chasers and Fathom and Witchblade and uh whenever carlos pacheco would draw x-men and just sort of like i i I always just try to go back to that and go like what what would make you think something cool is happening in a comic book right now um so that's yeah very long answer and kind of uh (laughs) like not the answer not like i kind of like went in a different direction but yeah i just i i I don't think
1: about it. yeah and this will lead into our next question that Adam will ask you, but I saw the cover that you did for The Walking Dead for Pride Month. I believe it was twenty seventeen. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, you posted that was... it on Twitter a few years ago, and I remember thinking, "Wow, you know."
2: Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was well. That was a Robert Kirkman idea too, and I, and the thing I loved about that, and that made me say like, you know, like say f yes to the opportunity was that uh, it it just was like so. <laughs> we were just both like how do we make this as violent and gross as possible like i just think you know like i just yeah i was just really excited to just draw guts (laughs) and like and also show people that i can draw these things yeah Yeah. so thank you for saying that
0: (laughs) okay that's awesome awesome. so what were your impressions of lgbtq characters as you were like growing up and, and in comics and seeing them in comics and were there any changes that you wanted to see happen and are there still changes that you'd like to see happen today? To well,
2: I, yeah. I mean, I think um, I think coming up, there was this like, oh, there'd be some here, some there, you know, characters who you know identify as like you know any part of the the queer spectrum, and I, I don't know. I think I just took it. I grew up taking it as a given that they would never uh, be marquee characters, and mm-hmm. and would never. Uh, sort of be able to have the same spotlights like they would be there but they would be over there and they would kind of not you know and I think because they would, you know it's like if you think about North Star and Alpha Flight and you think about the budgets those books get when the editors hire teams it's like you're not getting uh, I don't know why I'm so stuck in 1999 but like Joe Matarera drawing Alpha Flight so (laughs) you wouldn't get Joe Matarera drawing North Star you would get like Ron Lim who is great and has actually gotten so great in the past 10 years but like you know Ron Lim in like 1998 is not like you know like a 13 year old's like wet dream of cool comic art so oh, yeah. it it just was it just felt like yeah i think it you know I, yeah i think it just sort of like the cycle kind of carried itself along and then um honestly i think Batwoman was like the first time i saw a character that was like oh like these these perspectives can occupy uh, the 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 same space as like Batman and Superman mm-hmm. without it feeling like pandering or it feeling like a special project or it feeling like it'll just go away and it's a flash in the pan uh and since and since then like since that character came out, I think the door has been opening mm. a lot more. and I guess it just you know it would be very cool if uh, moving forward. It's just like not a big deal. You know, it'd just right, be great if yeah. it's not a big deal. And I think even Robin being bisexual from the outside looking in, I don't I don't think people really had an issue with that. Cause there's like 19 Robins <laughs> and like, you know, like it's like whatever, like, whatever, dude.
0: Like, yeah, you like know, I, are- I read it the other day. Like I read when I when the news before I read the issue, because of course social media is gonna spoil everything because government, but I can beat an issue without being spoiled. But right. You know, I, I read and, and they had the headline and I'm like, oh, all right, cool. And it was like, I, I can't wait to see what they did. I can't wait to see read it. But it was like, it's there. It's part of the thing. And now just tell me your story, which is what I liked about Batwoman, which is what you're saying. It's part of the story. It felt like a natural, you know, progression of the story. And they were telling the story and it wasn't pandering, Like you said, it was, they weren't trying to say, oh, look what we're doing over here. And, you know. Like winking at the audience, saying "Look, look, you know, coming." I, I like when it's natural and it's just part of the story. And it's it, it, why my my thing is y- you're right. When is it going to get to a, thi- a a place where it's not a crazy thing where you, you got people freaking out on the internet and like let, just let it be what it is and, and let's just enjoy uh, storytelling. Yeah. You know, let it reflect it's,
2: the real world. Yeah, it's just tough too because I think in comic books, like while there is a hunger for new ideas, I think when you're looking at um, sort of like the the realm of like Justice League and Avengers and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that uh, you do run into this resistance to newness in terms of characters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, even myself, like I don't, you know, like I will always be interested to see like a new Robin, but then like asriel i was like what well you're lucky you look cool asriel but like (laughs) you know like there there, there's this sort of like you know i don't know if i if i'm ready for that and uh and so it's hard to then inject those perspectives into those spaces and those you know in those cities for lack Mm -hmm. of a better term like like Mm -hmm. gotham you know in metropolis it's like and it's so and especially in metropolis it's like so set in stone like you know, like, I think people would have a really hard time, like, digesting Clark Kent, who they've known forever, like, you know, giving blowjobs on the side, (laughs) you know, like, it's like, it's like, that's not, you know, like, yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, anyway, but that being said, I think, I think a lot of these publishers are finding ways to, like, make it happen um, in in a more organic way, and again, it's just, like, it's just, it's just richer storytelling, it's also just storytelling, and, uh i think if we follow i think if we follow like dick grayson and his on and again off again relationship with an alien we can follow you know tim drake and uh (laughs) whether or not like you know he he's into a guy this week
0: (laughs) yeah exactly exactly well well said (laughs) thanks (laughs) Danny so, you're
1: off. So tell us sir what's your creative process for both writing and drawing?
2: Um with with I'll, I'll start with I think the easier one. Well, they're both different in different ways, but with writing I think it always I use the same kind of uh mind tricks that that you pick up at any point of your like education whether you're you know learning on the fly, read something online or went to a class but it, the, just the very easy question of like what does this character want and how do they get it and then sort of adding and then and then putting that against something or someone else that wants the complete opposite and and then playing with the tension um, and then something I read in a Mark Wade interview about Black Widow years ago and that I, I that I never thought about until that interview I also asked like what is this character afraid of and how do I how do i put that character right in front of that fear um, and have them deal with it so as a writer you start there and i in and, and i and i love people rather than concepts like i always think about people and um you know i i just i i i believe that we're all so complicated and cool and and i and i want to like focus on that and expand on that and give and give a lot of like uh breath to to the fact that like we're all freaking complex um, even the simple ones. Now there's a lot of stuff going on in everybody's head. So uh, that's where I start. And then and then you sort of add the the conceptual layers around it. So if it's like a superhero story or a Marvel or DC story, you then think about like, okay, well, you know, what does it mean that this is a Wonder Woman story? Or what does it mean that this is um, a Gotham City story? Because I think with Gotham City, you know, the demons are the demons in your head and and so many of these characters are are metaphors about like mental health and mental illness uh so then you're like okay well how do i then like conceptualize that and, and in that direction then with wonder woman i think she's a reflection of the beauty of humanity so i try to just go how how is the conflict she's dealing with going to tie back to um this you know i i believe a mortal like a goddess like basically loving us and then showing us how to love ourselves you know in the same way so those are sort of two quick examples and then for drawing it just always starts with like what's something cool to draw and then build off of that (laughs) you know like I don't I don't draw stories in sequence I draw them based on like okay this is this is the visual epicenter of an issue of a page of uh, an arc and then, and then, sort of branching out from there to make sure that it connects with uh, the things that need to happen to make sure that the reader understands what's going on. So, um, but even with drawing, I like if my wrist goes, you know, does its own thing and goes idle. I'm drawing people. It's always about the people. Okay.
0: So tell us. Let's see, you brought up Wonder Woman, so we'll, we'll, we'll go there. Tell us about your impending uh, story in uh, Wonder Woman, uh, the Black and Gold. Oh yeah. Industry.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, so yeah, I just did, I just, well, we just released a sensational Wonder Woman story that I did issue six and that was cool. And that was a very like the challenge. The, the, way I looked at it was like, okay, it, it, if there was a, I don't think there's a current Wonder Woman animated series, but I was no. like, okay, if there was, or if there was one that I was watching right now, uh, what would be like the perfect 20 minute episode? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just told a very, you know, one and done uh, story about her and Queen Bee and and sort of like her kind of doing a contest of champions against uh, all of her old uh, enemies. Um, and that was a fun one. And then with Wonder Woman, black and gold, I, I'm i a big fan of Batman, black and white, like huge fan. Uh, we are not <laughs> talking about the ice on those statues.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm um, right there with you, man. <laughs>
2: we are not talking about how i broke the ear the second ear off my Mike manuela one to match the fact that the other one had broken to so make it like just look intentional
1: <laughs> because i would
2: have just been angry staring at it every single time so i just did had a mentos moment and knocked the other one off um
1: <laughs> so you wanted the symmetry you had to have it that way
2: yeah cuz otherwise you're just seeing the fucking accident
0: above you
1: yeah
2: it is. But, <laughs> but with um and so with wonder so you know like i'm like deathly afraid to ever touch batman so like i don't i don't have any ambitions to do batman black and white but then when i heard about wonder woman black and gold i i like i just as a fan and as someone who kind of had a like the minute i i got to work with diana i was like i have so many more stories with her and uh, you know those are like I think eight to ten page stories. So I had one that that really fit uh, in the in the con- in, within the concept too of just you know only using so few colors. And it's I I you know I'm just gonna say like I brought up I brought up the other guy Marvel. I brought up like the you know I had this like greatest Spider-Man stories ever told book, and there was this this really touching one uh, with Spider-Man and a sick kid, and that's all I'll say. And I just thought, have, have I seen that with Diana? Because she's one of the most compassionate, um, graceful, loving, endearing, like, beings (laughs) in the DC universe. And, and, and what is, like, can I tell a really touching story with her? But then I was also like, and like, can it look really freaking sick? um so i i I think you can see in the preview artwork i i I put out on my birthday um (laughs) we we go back we we touch on her mod era um i don't know if either of you read like in the 60s she got depowered and then ran a clothing boutique yeah
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: so this is a lot like this is like a love letter i think to that that weird corner in her history Okay. but then also just a love letter to like how I think the character uh, interacts with, you know, folks around her. So it's just a, yeah, it's a, I, I hope I land the plane you'll see, but yeah, there's like fight like scenes and fashion and uh, yeah, Wonder Woman just being like sweet and emotional.
0: <laughs> awesome. Sounds Yeah. Good I,
1: defi- I definitely like the visuals that you posted on yeah. Twitter, the artwork. Yeah.
2: That's yeah. Right. Leo Romero. Holy moly. Holy <laughs> moly. And yeah. I think younger than me, which really like, I guess I'm just getting I just I think I'm just getting on in age and and I need to like accept that and not be so threatened and depressed when uh,
0: wait, people yeah. who are ten
2: years younger than me are better.
0: Just just know that we're all we're all getting there. So Yeah, yep. exactly. You're not alone in that aspect.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're all on the same road. <laughs>
0: one one day one way or another we're all gonna get there. So
1: <laughs> So uh we gotta talk about Green Lantern fandom now. Yes. That's how you
0: I, I expected actually- it. Yeah, like, you like, and I. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to say the, the hood for the last question. So.
1: <laughs> As Green Lantern fans, tell us about your Green Lantern fandom, and will we ever get to see Underworld on Fire?
2: Okay, so all right, this is going to be like a nine-minute answer. So, um, <laughs> I'll start with I don't know. There, It's all it's all rich uh, with with words. Um, I Kyle Rayner was my start which I know you know, and I got into him by way of the Grant Morrison Justice League. Uh-huh. Um, and that's sort of where my penchant for him developed. Uh, and then, and so it was weird because like, I, I always liked Hal, but I kind of liked him as like Parallax just because of the timing and and I and I didn't have this like I didn't have this bond with Hal Jordan the same way I think a lot of fans did. Um I took Kyle as a given, you know. And then the only one that like in the beginning I did not embrace uh was Guy Gardner, but I have since <laughs> I've since grown to like him. I just think, you know, his his earlier interpretations were like, you know, not uh not my favorite cup of tea, but he's he's they've sort of found a way to make him this and that and and mm-hmm. I love that about him now but um and then for a while I like I kind of I kind of like took space I I I, I like got some space away from the Green Lantern franchise in general and it and it wasn't it wasn't because the stories didn't affect me I think as a creative I get really like I get really stalled out thinking about like cosmic stuff mm-hmm. and once jeff johns came in i think the cosmic stuff just really went next level and so i i kind of like i got overwhelmed and walked away for a little bit um and and then you look at sort of like my my so far published contribution to the green lantern mythos it's simon bass and you know it, it, of course it's this it's yeah right here
0: Right, here. There you go. Go. it was a great
1: Homegrown, story. Too. I, I, Homegrown hero, you can find it. This is the Green Lantern 80th anniversary issue. You can get seen a grace right here, writing Simon baz there
2: And that, and, but blood. there, and then there you go is like, I, of course, I gravitate towards like this very human Green Lantern. This very, uh, and, and I think that's what I loved about him and Jess is like they, you know they're not done baking as, as people. They're not done baking Mm -hmm. as heroes, but, uh, they still got it, you know, and they're still among the best of the best. And I, and, and then I just reminded myself that it doesn't matter where Green Lantern is. It's the ideal of Green Lantern that, that needs to persist in the story. And, uh, and so then it was like, okay, like, let's relax. Like the story is the story wherever it takes place. Like as long as it's about, it's about the people. Um, and to summarize for anyone who doesn't know dc comics uh had this contest a few months ago called round robin which uh the name alone a little biased in in the results i'm anyway but you know what but also (laughs) (laughs) but i but i said you know what though but like it was like oh but the winner gets a green light so i was like okay i know i know the contest says robin but the the end game is green. So I, I was like, okay, cosmically or karmically. I don't know. <laughs> But it was, you know, I was in the final four with a Green Lanterns pitch called Underworld on Fire. And that's where you and I got to to really know each other and, and you know, kind of geek out. Um, and it was a and, and it was I was just drawn to the idea of um, a Kyle and Kilowog buddy cop book. I just thought, man, like, yeah, let's just see these two getting the shenanigans um and then the shenanigans i came up with i was really excited about and my editor michael mcallister um i i i was not i was not super familiar with the beacon marion and he was like oh this guy should he draws a good kyle like you'll like him and oh yes (laughs) oh oh yes indeed and man he is he is great and and he's also just like a really lovely collaborative human being and you know when i told him what i was thinking about because for me like, I love Kyle and he's had such a crazy journey, but I feel like we have, like, forgotten about sort of the human elements of Kyle um, because we have, you know, like, as readers, as creators, as as people orbiting around this character, I think his uh, his, like, trajectory as, like, a leader... And uh, someone who can, you know, affect great change with his power. Mm. Like, that became sort of the main thing. And I was like, yeah, but this guy's also, like, an artist. This guy also, like, kind of, like, stumbled upon being a Lantern. Like, there are some yeah. there's some there's worthiness issues I want to, like, deal with. And, uh, you know, V. Ken Marion was just, like, I don't know. Like, do I just call him V? But anyway, um, he just really tapped into that with me and, and loved... What I was putting down and what the plan was, um, but we lost to Robin, and uh, it was a bummer. But it was also really cool because I I did get to meet uh, some some rad folks, and then also I think it helped me be more confident about the kind of Green Lantern fan I am. Because as someone who worked at a comic store, someone who's like gone to comic conventions and waited in line with people like Green Lantern fans can be intimidating um I mean all fandoms can all be fandom really can, intimidating yeah, I but I think Green Lantern fans in specific can be super intimidating because I think I think because of where the like like what any of the lanterns inspire in us is like it's just this very pure thing so then like if you get into it you're kind of like you know <laughs> what do you know like like what you know you don't love it the way I
0: love it and I'm like yeah. but I love it this so is my I, lantern got, like, I could out of here and it's like...
2: But anyway, yeah, so I, 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 I built I, I developed confidence in my love for for the character and the character, like which characters I vibe with. And I'm, I'm OK to be like, listen, I'm ambivalent about my garden. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, to answer the other question of if it will happen, I I'm I think the only thing I can say right now and I've said to you privately, uh, it's also my public answer is uh, not no. Um, DC I the folks at DC really saw that there was um, a lot of passion for for sort of what was on the table there and and then I think the folks behind the scenes also saw what we wanted to do with those characters and like on the one hand yes it's a fun buddy cop book but I think I really challenged myself as a storyteller to like Add another wrinkle um, to Kyle Rayner's story that, you know, would, would be impactful and would stay there. And, uh, and then also maybe even like add a little more flesh to Kilowog. Like as much reading as I do about the character, I'm like, okay, I feel like people just like only harp on the same, like three Hmm. to four things about Kilowog. And so I also wanted to like build that dude out a little bit and, and really get under, under his, his flesh and, and understand him a bit more. So not no, but I don't know. But all you know, I think V and Marion and I will work together at some point. Because yeah, yeah. we that that's a bromance right there. Like oh, I really
1: okay.
2: like we were just like we were talking about like Michael Turner for like hours. Oh. <laughs> we just you know, and it's like anyway, so yeah, he's he's a he's a very, very rad dude. And uh and and same thing too, if you ever need to be cheerleaders for for the folks making comics that are that are kind of like hardcore fans themselves like he's he's one of them like he just you know it's hard to draw a page the way he draws a page and he does it because he you know he's like he it's the same thing he wants to make something that he would think is super bad um and that energy is just like it's rare yeah
1: i just want to say even though we lost, I was in the trenches with you, we fought all the way, and I'll always yeah, I have was, those
0: great memories. <laughs> I, I was I was tweeting, I was retweeting, I was doing yeah. the whole thing. And, and I think out. like go ahead, like you said, the interest you, you could see, I mean, you'd have to be oblivious to not see the interest there. And I think Green Lantern as a property can hold more than one book. Maybe yeah. five or six is a little excessive, <laughs> given that you know there was the Jeff Johns period where all that <laughs> happened, and then of course you're gonna have to you know, downsize it because, but yeah, I, I think two or three, it's okay. DC, you can put out two or three green lantern books. I mean, sales are good right now. So, you know, yeah. why not try it? <laughs> uh, yeah. so I hope it happens. The book uh, looked great. Your idea, the, the bits that we got of it sounded great. So hopefully uh, it happens and, uh, and I'll definitely be purchasing it. Uh, should that uh, come to be? So, uh, definitely we're, we're crossing our fingers for you and, uh, and uh, hope DC has the good sense to get it done. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, I mean, I think, and you know, you've just always got to be like business minded too. Like, I uh, one of my fellow contestants, Josh Trujillo, had a had a blue beetle pitch, and when the yeah. when there was that anna- the casting announcement for the movie oh. called Josh, and I was like, "Hey, babe, like your book's gonna happen." I think you know, like I don't know. Yeah, anything, for, I,
0: but, I would but, assume, right? I, I don't know how it works, but to me, common sense would dictate. Oh, there's a movie about this guy. Let's put a book out. Like, it just yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know what
2: I mean? And, and take this thing that already has uh momentum and traction because Josh was also in the, in the final yeah, four, yeah, top yeah. four of that. And that book looked stunning. And, you know, I, I, I mean, yeah, our friendship also super bonded in that, in that crazy period. But I, you know, I was like, ugh, like I told him, I was just like, I only want to lose to you because that book is so great and I want to read it and I only want to lose to you. And, and, you know, I think the thing with Robins was just like, it was such a bummer because like, it's like, well, of course, like everyone wants to see fucking nine Robins
0: yeah.
2: hanging yeah. out with each other. And and, and 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 the way the, you know, the reader's mind works in terms of just like fantasizing about what you would do, what would happen if all those Robins came together. Like, of course, they're like, oh, I really want to see it, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, but like.
0: you don't need a tournament to do that that'll sell on its own like that'll right yeah on its own you know what i mean yeah
2: you know yeah i mean but there was also like a superman and lois pitch which i thought was going to be final two hands down so you just never know like you know i it's like yeah it it was a very interesting experience and um i will definitely voluntarily give them feedback because i do think it's like it, it is super unfair to have like a superman and Lois pitch go against and, and this didn't happen but like superman and Lois going against like etta candy you know what i mean like
0: yeah it's like, that
2: that's who's gonna that, win
0: gee i wonder <laughs> yeah
2: that that's yeah. like apples and and like kiwis you know what i mean just like it's like
0: <laughs> yeah i know it's a bad comparison but it's like apple pie or broccoli which one am i gonna choose <laughs> uh, yeah give me the apple pie no, like,
2: oh, and i'm like i'm like give me the broccoli <laughs> some, see, i need some so like yeah, nutrients you know. right now but no
0: i i seriously i like i said i hope it happens i'll be crossing their fingers uh we'll be i'll uh, listen I'll, I'll hashtag or tweet about it uh, as, as often as i can reminding you to be like remember that book yeah you should publish that oh <laughs> so, you'll know
2: i mean don't worry yeah i i at least the nice thing to say about it all is like uh i i can say that DC Comics was like message received but I you know they also I I remember talking to I don't don't know if I should say which writer's name but I was talking to one of the writers at DC just to like you know there's just like you know they've already planned a year out in terms of like the grand scheme thing so if they then go okay like we do want to tell the story it has to like massage back into yeah. Um, yeah. what will be happening in the continuity, which uh I do not want to get in trouble. And yeah, say yeah, it. no, no, no. You we'll
0: don't want that. <laughs> trouble. That's fine. Yeah, we get it. We
1: don't want to that. So Cena, if fans want to connect with you and talk comics, where can they find you online?
2: They shouldn't. No. Uh, um <laughs> I um I'm on I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Um Twitter's kind of like a very wild place so i don't always see and engage (laughs) with questions on twitter i mean obviously like you and i you know we we all found like a a a safe space to chat but like so i would say like instagram is my favorite place just because i think like haters don't necessarily like go to instagram to hate on you so i can i can trust that questions aren't like weird ways of just getting me to say something so then they can go run to like somewhere else and take it out of context but i'm on both uh my name is my name on those things at Cena grace that's really great and i'm on facebook too but not a lot so yeah, but yeah I'm, I'm all over the place if, if and, and you know it just depends on what you're in the mood for if you're in the mood for words twitter if you're in the mood for pictures instagram awesome.
0: okay. perfect well yeah. donnie they know where to find us i'm getting the warning that we're gonna get kicked off here soon so we'll save our social media plugs for later sure. but Sina, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate. Thank it. Thank you very much, sir. Hopefully, we, we can have you back. So much. Uh, yeah. At some point oh yeah, anytime. And, and, and oh, yeah. Talk some more comics, and maybe that Green Lantern idea when it when it happens. Crossing fingers. Um,
2: yeah. yeah, I just knocked on wood. So thank you guys so much. <laughs> this was a blast. I just made my dog think someone knocked on the door.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: thanks again for joining us, and we for look sure. forward to having you back hopefully soon. And we'll take it from there. Have a good Have a good rest of your weekend.
2: Yep. You
1: too. See you, sir.
2: Thank you so much. That was fun. It that was succinct. Was. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I know. It Uh-oh. was great. Um, we, uh, we, we really appreciate you coming on. and like I cool. said, Very much so. Uh-oh. Yes. Thank you so much.